Welcome to Tales from the Sisterhood, where we amplify conversations that matter. I'm Joanne Schaub. And I'm Melanie Williams. And today we are getting curious about vaccines. Absolutely. And guess what? Today we actually have a guest. Oh my goodness. It is our first guest on our podcast, Tales from the Sisterhood. Yes. Um, And I'm super excited to have Samara Brown with us today. She is one of my friends and I met her through the Holistic Moms Network a few years ago and she and I have remained friends and now our kids are friends, which is really cool. So um, Samara is going to be with us today and we're going to be having this, you know, conversation about vaccines and she's going to share her story and her expertise. And let me just share a little bit about her. So she's married to the father of her two beautiful, remarkable children, and she is a vaccine injury mom. Uh, She holds a master's in emergency management and a bachelor's in international relations and political science. And she currently works in the tech industry Um, She's also a certified vaccine specialist through Energetic Health Institute in California. And as you'll come to hear over our conversation today, Samara has a huge passion for holistic health and nutrition, and she's currently enrolled in a holistic nutrition program through the same school as her vaccine specialist certification. So thank you for being here, Samara. Thank you. I'm very excited. Thank you for having me. Thank you. All right. We are pro-health and healing. We are pro-health choice. Now, if you choose to treat your health and wellness holistically through plants and foods, or if you choose allopathically through drugs and surgeries, it should be up to you. And that is is your right. It should continue to be your right. So we are motivated today to, to bring this conversation to you, even though myself, Joanne and Samara all have been on our own journey with vaccines and limiting our kids to the exposure of vaccines. We are motivated today by a mandate that's being discussed at both the federal and the state level that would take away our choices to choose what medical procedures are used on our children. And let's not pull any punches here. Vaccines are a medical procedure with risks that we all need to weigh. So we thought that um, we would start with sharing our stories on our vaccination journey. And I was, I'm Joanne here, in case you don't recognize my voice already. (laughs) Um, I'm going to share my story first. It's, um, you know, I was trying to think about when I actually decided to not vaccinate my kids at all. Um, I don't remember the pivotal point, but I know before I got pregnant, I actually, I had this, I had this holistic awakening, you know, I had this, oh my God, what have I been putting on my body? What have I been consuming in my body? And I just had this huge wake up. So that was in 2011. 2012 is when I decided to get pregnant. So I was kind of already on that holistic path. And so I knew raising my kids, I had to find my holistic community because I was basically surrounded by the mainstream, right? And so I sought out the Holistic Moms Network. So through Mm -hmm. those women, I learned about the business of being born, the movie that Ricky Lake created and starred in. And I learned about holistic health. I learned about nutrition. I just learned so many things that 
it was like I became a student again, a student of myself, a student of my body and a student of really motherhood. Like, how was I going to raise the, how are I going to raise these kids? You know? Yeah. So somehow along that journey, I got exposed to the ingredients that are in vaccines and the controversy, those ingredients are, have the side effects that they have. And when something is being promoted to me and there's a billion dollars behind it, Mm -hmm. I really start to question it. Right. (laughs) And so I just started looking into, well, who are these vaccines, you know, manufactured by and Mm -hmm. what is their responsibility and what is this, you know, schedule, all these things. And I came to the conclusion that I was not going to vaccinate my kids with anything. Mm -hmm. And, and so that's where I am today. I'm still, I still have that same viewpoint. I, I'm not giving them any shots at all and I'm homeschooling them. So I don't have to worry about that whole school thing. And how, how often do your kids get sick, Joanne? (laughs) Great question. (laughs) You know what, you know, you, you are one of the dangers to society. (laughs) I'm sure, I'm sure that you're dealing with like attention deficit disorder, sensory issues, food allergies, or the allergic to grass, uh, (laughs) loss of vision, chronic migraines. Tell us about your unvaccinated children and their health issues. Right. Yeah. They don't have any health issues, which is really amazing. Yeah. Listen, listen, the, the biggest health issue that we have right now, to be honest with you and to be honest with the audience is dental, mm. you know, and it's part of my lax, you know, job and it could be part of diet. I don't know. Um, but you know, I would say my kids are in perfect health, health, except for my, my poor Carson's teeth. I'm sorry, Carson. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah. That, that's sort of my story there and, and, and where I, I still stand today. Okay. Melanie, you want to share yours next? So I'm jealous of you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that. And I tell you, I, I'm not one who lives with regret. I don't believe in the functionality of regret. But sister, I regret the vaccines I allowed to be injected into my children. That's one of my ooh, heart pulls. For sure. So um, I am a naturally curious person. It's one of my key emotions, key drives in life is curiosity. I'm also a chronic questioner of everything. And I grew up in a military family. My dad was also a preacher. And so I, I was pushing back from day one against what was being told to me. And it always worked out well because I would either come to my own understanding of why I was being told to do something and then I could buy into it myself, or I could say that doesn't make sense. I reject that and move on to the next option. Um, But one of the things that I think led me down this path of holistic living was that my dad was a medical administrator. So he ran hospitals growing up in the military. He ran the hospital complexes on military bases around the world. And we would sit at dinner and my dad would tell us these hysterical stories about the doctors that he managed and their God complexes and how fallible they were. He also did quality control and he was constantly mopping up the messes of these doctors that he worked with and for these people who thought they could do no wrong. So whenever I went into a doctor's office, I carried that narrative with me. Mm. So then when I got pregnant, 
I was reading all these books because that's what I do. I have to understand how things work. And I started looking into vaccines. But luckily for me at that time, it was, you know, my daughter's 14 and a half. These things weren't pushed like they are now. I right. knew I was going to be offered them, but I also knew I was going to be offered an episiotomy and, you know, that I could have a C-section if I wanted. I could choose to breastfeed or not. And I was just going down the list saying, well, what's the upside of that? What's the upside in an epidural? How can it affect my baby? How can it affect myself? So I came to the place where I was like, I'm going to try to do this naturally. I trust my body. You know, I trust my body to know how to get this human out of it because it's been, you know, we've been doing that for a while, y'all. <laughs> right. We used to just stop in the field and just drop that baby and keep going. <laughs> so you don't need intervention, humans. Um, so, so I immediately started looking into the vaccine schedule and seeing what would be put into my newborn baby. And I just was not down with it. I just was not down. I didn't understand it. I wasn't scared of my child getting hep B. Mm -hmm. I just intuitively said no mm -hmm. to things. And we kind of did like the Sears schedule where things were like slowed down because the idea of giving, not that I was quote unquote anti-vax, but I really loved this little human and the idea of letting them stick six needles in her arm when there wasn't any urgency on the other side of the health issues that were at risk for me. And you, and, you just mentioned Dr. Sears, uh, yeah. in case our listeners have never heard of Dr. Sears, he is a, a longtime pediatrician that's written several books, right? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very well respected. Yes. Um, and so, so yeah, so that was kind of the thing to speed things up. I got, I had my son, um, he is nine and a half now and uh, I had him naturally as well. Um, again, no vaccines in the hospital, no vaccines for me, nothing like that. And then, but then, with the well, quote unquote, well baby checkups, um, I would allow my kids to get vaccinated. My daughter, Savannah, had extreme colic that I could not figure out. That child would, after her, at now looking back, after getting her vaccines, she would just cry inconsolably. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, and then my son had chronic ear infections and they gave me one round of antibiotics after another. Curiosity led me to look at that. Why is this not healing? Why is this happening constantly? And I decided one day out of curiosity to try garlic oil in his ears. <laughs> and within 24 hours, he was completely recovered and much better <laughs> efficacy yeah. than what I had been doing over and over again. So, so my belief in the system continued to degrade naturally. Let's get over to Samara Brown. I know she is ready to get into this. This is a passion for my yeah. lovely friend. Take it Thank away. You. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, a little bit of both, right? I was raised uh, overseas. I'm originally from Brazil. So even though culturally we have a very, we put, you know, doctors on a pedestal, we respect them. I mean, 
my mom is a nurse. Um, I have many doctors in my family, a couple of them are heart surgeons. So you can imagine like you grew up in that environment that they know best. You don't, you don't really question anything. You just go, you talk to them and whatever they prescribe, you follow. I mean, blindly, no questions asked. There was another aspect of my culture too, which now has a name, you know, living holistically that we practice since birth. I mean, meaning our meals were all cooked at home. Uh, we ate a lot of fruits and vegetables, very clean. I never really had soda growing up or junk food. We never really had fast foods in my hometown. I think the first time I ever even saw McDonald's, even though my hometown is pretty big, um, we're vacationing in a bigger town, Rio de Janeiro, and we saw a McDonald's there. And the first time I even tasted fast food, I was about 15 years old. And that was like, okay, cool. I mean, I, I didn't have a palate for that. So I just, I couldn't care less, right? Um, so fast forward, you know, moved to the United States, you know, married an American and I'm raising two American children, kind of like follow the same protocol, right? Followed uh, their recommendations blindly, never really questioned. It wasn't even whether I should question or not. It just wasn't even on my radar. It's just something that you go, like we're talking earlier today, you just go in and you, you do it, right? Mm -hmm. I had a couple of friends that had kind of mentioned in passing the happy vaccine and I was just like you know so lost in my own fog and so disconnected I was fixated on the cute crib the perfect diaper bag or what in all of this <laughs> thing the, the car seat that you must have to safely bring him out of the hospital mm -hmm. after you inject them with 25 right. you know 250 right. micrograms of aluminum uh it, it just you know looking back you think wow it just I was completely lost and disconnected so fast forward even more, and I'm trying to really, you know, for the sake of time here, um, to, to shorten the whole story. Our son, at about two years and uh, 10 months of age, was diagnosed with mild to moderate autism. Mm. We were fortunate enough to early enough be put in touch with a naturopathic doctor and a little bit down the road with a uh, um, holistic practitioner, a medical doctor um, out of uh, on the beach on the coast side here of North Carolina. So it was, you know, we had a good team behind us, you know, also early intervention. Nutrition has been huge in his recovery. And because we had these doctors to work with us and to root cause, which is really important, right? The, the word, the expression here, root cause is really important. We were able to trace it back to the absurd amounts of aluminum in his system right? Uh, and only, only source that we could find was vaccines. I actually, in one of my interviews with her, his doctor, I said, you know, just for the sake of argument here, I'm playing devil's advocate, because I know at one point, I'm going to share this with people. And they're going to look at me like, well, I could have come from anything, right? Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, could I have somehow, uh, had I been feeling, uh, feeding him balls of aluminum foil? Mm -hmm. Could he have this much aluminum in his system? And she just looked at me like, well, lady, no, <laughs> like, wow. no, it right. was from the vaccines, right? Mm. So it's, it's good that we have that data that we can mm -hmm. prove that these heavy metals, first of all, have no place in our bodies. Our bodies don't mm -hmm. know what to do with this. Um, I was looking up some information here uh, just to share with the listeners that, you know, the FDA, um, for whatever reason, deems safe to have uh, the 25 micrograms of aluminum are safe to be injected, right? Um, I have a list, I'm looking at my list right now of a number of vaccines with, you know, a hundred times more than that, right? So right. again, the happy vaccine, first few hours of life, um, he had all of the rounds. We stopped, we pulled the plug in vaccinations at around two. That's the time that we moved to, from California to North Carolina. And uh, uh, ironically enough, on his last checkup, you know, before we moved here, because we didn't know where we're going to find a doctor or not, let's just, you know, again, 
go back, do what good parents do, consult with your doctor, pediatrician, and, and be on the right track until we find somebody else. Just for, you know, the front, let's go ahead and give him the Hep A vaccine too on your way out mm-hmm. of the state, mm-hmm. right? Um, but anyway, so we look at a Hep B vaccine and you think, wow, 250 micrograms of aluminum, you know, ingested in you. And some argue, well, there is aluminum in this, aluminum in that. And, you know, they even mentioned breast milk having some levels of mercury or whatever. Ingested and injected. Two totally different. Completely yeah. different things. One thing goes mm-hmm. straight to your brain and it lodges to it. And the other mm-hmm. goes through this amazing thing that we have that's called a digestive gut. tract. Mm-hmm. The gut, right? That goes through a, a marvelous mirror. Miracle, just the miracle of a, uh, you know, engine that our bodies are. When you ingest something, it goes through so many opportunities to get it eliminated, processed, absorbed, or not. Right. Mm-hmm. So completely right. different right. things. Yeah. So I guess if I can summarize, you know, my curiosity about vaccines was because of vaccine injury, mm-hmm. and because of the fact that at the time of his diagnosis, I was thirty weeks pregnant. Right. Um, so, which wow. was a extremely stressful time in our lives. Oh my gosh. It was awful. Um, and also when he was evaluated initially, again, no, in our minds, autism wasn't even on the radar. We just, we noticed the speech delay and the mm. speech delay. One year mark came, 14 months, 18 months, nothing okay. there. I look at other kids, eye contact, uh, 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 hi, bye, uh, playing with you, like engaged, connect, like present, you know? He wasn't there. The words are not coming, you know, like by the time he was two, two and a half still. Then we start finally after buzzing on the pediatrician's ear. I think that just for the sake of shutting me up, she's like, okay, go see a speech therapist, you know? So we did here in North Carolina when we moved. And then a few months later, she requested an evaluation. And to this day, I thank God for this woman (sighs) who actually stuck with him for the following two and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this is, you know, it's really sad because when we first went through the process, because he was under three, barely under three, you go through the Child Developmental Services Agency. I believe that's what the CDSA CDSA stands for. And they come home and they do an evaluation. I had to really probe and ask, you know, what are you alluding to? Finally, after asking five times, they dropped the autism bomb on us, you know, and then she looks at me and she says, by the way, you're pregnant? Yeah, obviously I'm like out to here. Um, <laughs> you know, are, you, are, you, are you having a boy or a girl? Well, I'm having a girl. You know, I shared with her. It wasn't a secret. And she said, well, good, because if he was a boy, you'd probably come out autistic too. Oh. Yeah. Already giving like a life sentence to a child yes. that, you know, as if. And why did she say that? I, beyond me. Wow. Well, because uh, boys are, because, boys are well, such a yes. higher rate of autism. In okay. They do. They do. And that's yeah. a tough question because, I mean, I, my husband and I have our theories, you know, hormonal issues, testosterone versus whatnot. Uh, really don't know. But, I mean, knowing what I know now, first of all, you're assuming he was born this way, which right. I'm telling you, he wasn't, mm-hmm. right? Um, and number two, what do you know about this child inside of me that you haven't even, hasn't even come out in this world, hasn't even taken their first breath, mm-hmm. right? So there's always that assumption that, you know, yeah, this just happened because it ha- it's some, you know, some fog that comes over your child's head and there is no explanation. No, folks, it's, uh, it's a simple formula, you right. know? 
Again, yeah. not a doctor, and I'm not here to give medical advice or to push people in either direction, but to me, simple formula. Um, toxicity level, ability or inability to detox equals or not autism diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Yes. Simple. It's so hard for me to wrap my head around the fact that people don't see the forest for the trees. We homeschool now, but my kids went to public school for a while and there was a separate table isolated at the school for kids with food allergies. And there's Mm -hmm. like 30 kids sitting there. Kids who, if they're near a child that has peanut butter in their lunchbox, they can go into anaphylactic shock. Right. Mm -hmm we didn't have children banging their heads against their, the wall. I have a friend whose child has such sensory issues that she has to sit under her desk in class to be able to focus because she's so overwhelmed yeah. by the sounds in the classroom. Like these children are different nowadays than they were before. These extreme allergies that they had, you know, I mean, yeah, we had like kids would get allergies around the chain pollen and things like that. But these are, these are extreme health issues that are just increasing at such alarming rates. And not to say that every allergy or every case of autism is It's tied to vaccines, but why are we not curious about the connection in the increase in the number of vaccines and the increase in childhood illness? Yeah, and I really want to make a comment about that because obviously my journey has been very geared and centric around autism, but I I really want to make a point to listeners out there who are concerned or who are just curious, right? The whole point of this gathering here, let's be curious and start asking some questions. You know, people often say, well, my kids are vaccinated and they're fine. What is our definition of fine today? Ooh. They're okay, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's not right. just autism. It's about ADD, ADHD. It's about us giving the psychotropic drugs to kids who are four, five, six years old, right? It's about, you know, food allergies. It's about sleep disorders, speech delays, developmental delays, uh, sensory issues. I mean, infertility. Infertility. I mean, I mean, you name it, you know? You, so really, are we fine, guys? Really? No, we're or not. We're not normal. Fine. Yeah, that's our new normal. That's what we... Well, and cancer rates are oh, increasing. Yeah. So so I think that anybody who looks around and, and, and doesn't <laughs> see an issue with the health of our species, the health exactly. of our species, yeah. and yeah. starting Question with it. our children, yeah. and just go, huh, yeah. hmm, mm-hmm. I wonder, yes, yes. but... But it's yeah. this idea that has been sold to us as a form of propaganda that the human body is flawed. Mm-hmm. That, yes. that, we are, that we are doomed to have this breakdown from birth. From yeah. birth, we right. you know, are expecting yeah. these issues yeah. to occur. Yeah. I think it's, uh, you know, when you think about the whole, the whole, how the whole thing is set up, right? We've touched upon birth a couple of times. The whole thing is set up in a way that, first of all, it's a medical emergency. You must have an MD by your side. And I know there is some legitimate emergencies around birth, right? Uh, C-sections or whatnot. Would never discard that ever. But I'll tell you, you know, it's now they have things that are called executive births. You schedule it, you're in, you're out. Let's get this show on the road, you know, get that baby out, you know, completely swimming against stream here and against nature. We have bought into all of these things that when we look at the results, they are not working. Right. So let's just talk about what we're vaccinating against. Chickenpox, right. the flu, 
measles, you, you know, mumps. These are not the boogeyman. So if my child was going to be exposed to some illness that was going to kill them, then I could roll the dice and say, well, yeah. this, this, is, this is a really scary illness. It's really, really scary. And he has a high risk of being exposed to it. And I know that there's scary stuff in this injection. I mean, anybody that is curious about this can read. The CDC has an excipient list on their website. Yeah. You know, if, if we're looking at Hep B I have it on right this here. list, yeah, so Hep B has a, like, just going through the list that's on the CDC's website. Here are, here's your recipe, folks. Put this in a cup and drink it. Yeah. Aluminum hydroxide, yeast protein, phosphate bumpers, sodium dihydrogen, phosphate dihydrate, formaldehyde what else is on your list uh this depending is on the brand name right they're, they're pretty much the same f formulation i guess if you will but you also have one that contains mrc-5 which is you know to put bluntly aborted fetal cells so here's mm -hmm. another issue right if you're cool mm -hmm. with that okay so uh formalin aluminum phosphate i think you already mentioned that. oh polysorbate 20 polysorbate 80 I mean, if I said, you know, hey, uh, let's have a play date and while we're out, we're going to stop over at Walgreens and, you know, I'm going to inject your child with, you know, polysorbate 80 aluminum and some babies, you know, aborted baby cells. You'd be like, okay, you're crazy. Like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> right? I'm never playing with my children again. Yeah. But because we package it so pretty and somebody so official comes in, mm -hmm. which to me, that's another joke too, right? Because you can go into a Costco pharmacy right next to the hot dogs and get an injection for all this stuff or go to all, all, the back of a Walgreens and do the same or CVS or whatever, right? right? But, you know, they package it in a nice, pretty way. And we all comply and we all think, you know, not all of us, but you know what I mean? Like the message is, you're good to go. Just go do it. You need to do this. <laughs> well, and let's step backwards and look at what Hep B is. Samira, can you, can you share with us how you get Hep B? Typically high risk, you know, activities. In other words, like prostitution, sharing needles with um, uh, drug users. I mean, super high risk activities, right? Granted, um, I am sure out in the world, there may be times when people got infected because of, again, let's go back to medical errors, right? Because people right. aren't paying attention to what they do and the person got contaminated with bad blood, yeah. if you will. But by large and far, you know, this is typically something that you contract by sexual intercourse and, and blood. So. so just being curious, again, you're going to take your baby that is brand spanking new into the world, was literally just living inside your body. Yeah. And you're going to inject it with aluminum, uh, soy peptones, amorphous aluminum hydroxyphosphate sulfate, because they might get a disease that is spread through pr promiscuous sex and IV drug use. And yeah. if you get it, you can recover from it. But let's just yeah. roll the dice. Right. It doesn't make sense. Okay, so, so you can see that our curiosity or hear that our curiosity has really led to us all getting educated on this. And that's one of the main points that I want to make for this whole conversation is that we start educating ourselves because as soon as you start reading that list, you start thinking, what and why? And, and then when you start digging deeper, you look at the, the risks and the benefits as Melanie was sharing and you just start questioning 
and asking yourself if this is something that you really want to give to yourself and to your child. And is it worth the risk? Is it worth it? And in this case, Hep B, I, I don't even understand why that would even be an option. Like, and Not I know it's, my child. well, I, I, it's, 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 it is a thing though. It's like, it happens right there after birth, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, sometimes within 12 hours of life, yeah. And let's also be clear about this fact. Vaccines are expensive. 49 billion is what I just looked up earlier today. 49 billion just in 2018. Yeah. 49 billion. So you have to question what is the motivation because I'm starting to question it. And it looks like your motivation is your dollar sign, is your bottom line. And that's not okay when it comes to me and my kids. Absolutely not. Right. Yeah. And I've seen some uh, activists or some moms, you know, speak out and say, you know what, the pharmaceutical company's bottom line is money. My bottom line is my child, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a huge different, uh, different you know, stance so- here. Let me ask, let me ask a question for, for our listeners. Um, where do I get a vaccine insert? Where would I get information on the, what is in my vaccines? Yes. You you can go either to cdc.gov. You can go to the FDA website. You can ask your pharmacist. You can go to a Harris theater and go to the pharmacist and make sure they give you the little piece of paper that's folded in 12 billion shapes and folds, right? <laughs> not that white sheet of Origami. paper. <laughs> not yeah. the advertising yeah. sheet no, of paper. not the advertising sheet of paper. Real deal. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, and, and yeah. the, the interesting thing is the one that the doctor gives you that allows them to not have any liability um, says what you should expect. And it will say things like fever, crankiness, loss of appetite, trouble sleeping. If you read the insert, it will tell you seizures, death, migraine, throwing up, um, uncontrollable crying. They're not even the same side effects that are being handed to you. And I will tell you, since we are on the insert topic, if you go to any insert, especially the ones on the CDC schedule, right, which we should touch upon here in a second, if you go to section 13.1, and it talks about carcinogenesis, mutagenesis, and impairment of fertility, never tested or evaluated, you know, concerning those issues. So what does that mean? Does it cause cancer? Uh-huh. We don't know. Maybe, you know, rising in, in leukemia in children, absurd you know, uh, um, currently, mutagenesis, we don't know if it's going to affect your genetics or your, your DNA or, you know, anything related to how you're built. We don't know that, right? right? We don't. Um, impairment of fertility. Again, we don't know because honestly, let's say your daughter, you know, it's anybody's daughter or son down the road wants to start a family, they're 25, 27 years old, just can get pregnant. And I know friends that have gone through this. Mm-hmm. Every test under the sun and nothing comes up wrong. What doctor is going to sit there and say, hey, do you remember those 69 doses that you are given, you know, of vaccines between birth and 18 years of age or mm-hmm. mostly the ones given 49 doses of vaccine, 14 vaccines between birth and the first, you know, few years of life, right? Yeah. Remember those? They were never tested for infertility issues. But here you are. But don't worry. You know, for 50K, you too can have a baby, right? We got the problem. Maybe. We create the problem. Maybe. 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 Yes. We created the problem. Here's your solution. 
we also talked about this before the podcast, right? No knock on anybody that has gone down the route, the, that route. I mean, people need to do what they think they need to do. If that's what's going to make you happy, really have that desire, you know, by all means, you know, we want, we want happiness, you know, I love being a mom and I, I love for other people to have that gift in their lives. That's what you need to do. But please know that sometimes, you know, it's not, nobody can explain. There is a reason. Right. right? Well, and I think that that is so important because the issues that my daughter did have with her health, we went the conventional medical route and yes. they used a term that is completely made up and basically is a fancy way of saying we have no idea. It's called idiopathic, which means that your body has manufactured an illness for no reason. Wow. And staying curious, we found a doctor who is a homeopathic doctor who within six months had completely gotten rid of all of the symptoms of her illness by working through the different parts of her body, her immune system, her digestion, her neurological systems, and healing them and strengthening them so that her body could rise to the occasion of healing itself. Mm -hmm. And we need to revert to that, right? I know it's scary because we've been so bombarded with this idea that no, you have to trust somebody. And again, not telling anybody here to deviate from that. I always tell people, you know, do your reading, do your research, question, follow your gut feeling, and please work with a medical provider of your choice and trust somebody that's going to work with you, not dictate upon you what he or she thinks you should be doing and kick you out of an office like you experienced if you don't go along with their little plan, right? Yeah. We were also kicked out of a pediatric office, by the way, when our daughter uh, was born, not even for asking to delay or just by for asking about vaccines and some of the oh, risks. They're wow. like, well, if you're not going to do this, don't come here anymore. This isn't obviously a topic that you can get really emotional about. And the reason that I am, I have the strength of emotions that I have right now is because we're past the point of just having conversation. When our mm -hmm. government is actually talking about removing my right to refuse these products for my child, what other products, because something that is for sale for profit is a product. What other product does our government consider forcing us to purchase? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's something very curious too that uh, we need to mention, right? So speaking of product and accountability and liability, mm -hmm. uh, vaccine, yes. <laughs> vaccine, let's talk about people this. need to know this. It's very important from a legality you know, standpoint, right? United, in the United States of America, if you have a vaccine injury, and I don't care if it's a mild rash to seizure, autism, ADD, I don't care what it is, you know, a, a, a brain injury of any sort, which to me, that's what autism is. It's a brain injury um, caused by heavy metals and vaccines. And um, you can't sue the pharmaceutical companies. 1986 Vaccine Injury Act signed off by President Reagan completely, they, the pharmaceutical companies basically came and blackmailed the government and said, hey, too many cases rising up, too many issues, we can't afford this, we're going to pull out of the market and you're going to have a public health crisis on your hand, uh, either you kind of cut us some deal here or you're going to be out in the cold, right? And the government, you know, unfortunately kind of bowed down to the pressure of the pharmaceutical companies, big corporations, and said, okay, Omni Domini, no more liability to you. We're going to create this so-called vaccine court and our beloved taxpayers are going to pay for vaccine injuries, right? Yes. Yes. And what other product in this country, please, car seats, 
tires, a car, a refrigerator, a freaking blow dryer, <laughs> you can, <laughs> that you can't, you know, go back to the manufacturer and say, hey, you messed this up. You blew up in my face. You know, what are you going to do for me? Mm. No, vaccines, zero. You cannot go after them. You cannot go after the doctor that hurt your child or yourself. Adults get vaccine injury too. Uh, the, the practice themselves, the, the nurse, the uh, PA, nobody. They are clear, right. free and clear from any accountability or financial yeah. Uh, yeah, responsibility. Sure. However, yeah. we have paid out over $4 billion mm-hmm. in vaccine That's injured right. cases. That so is money That's- is going out to vaccine yes. injury, but it's and coming we- from you and me. Yes. And yeah, all of you. <laughs> every time, every time you consume that product, you are depositing money in that bank account, right? Because it's, I believe, it's seventy-five cents to a dollar. Okay. Mm-hmm. A tax. Yes. To, yes, a tax on the vaccine that's being administered. Mm-hmm. Look at the the information that's available and how many vaccines we had at the time that there was still liability associated with vaccines. Once liability was removed, the schedule really ramped up. You know? yeah. And that information is available everywhere, just like the CDC has the ingredients list available on their website. If you do if you do search for for the vaccine safety commission. It tells you exactly where the the money comes from to pay. So you are basically suing the American public when you sue for vaccine injury. Yes. Merck, who made the Gardasil shot they tried to force on my daughter, was $400. If she had gotten injured, as is the case with so many girls who get the Gardasil shot. Mm -hmm. And let me just tell you something. If you have a daughter or now a son, because we're vaccinating boys, vaccinating boys against cervical cancer. $4.5 million a day is what Merck makes off of Gardasil. $4.5 million a day. Right. And let's just bring to head the fact that there is absolutely, this this is not hyperbole, people zero proof that Gardasil prevents HPV. <laughs> right. And they don't have to prove it works. They, they don't. just can say it works. Yeah. And that's yeah. enough. Yeah. <sighs> if everyone could hear this conversation, they would be as astonished as I am. Because even though I am in this world, right, I am on this journey and I'm aware of these things I'm still learning right now today with some of the things that you both have shared so far. And it's just, it's just mind blowing and astonishing to me that this is what is happening. This is what's happening. And this is what we're accepting because what are we focused on? We are so distracted. Well, I got to tell you, There's so many of us that are not distracted anymore and we're not turning a blind eye. Let me tell you, I am, I I told Melanie this and I've told other friends this. I don't want to have this conversation. I don't want to fight this fight. I don't want to stand this stand. But I have no choice. I'm a mom and I have two kids that I would literally die for. Yeah. Same. Same. So I can't sit back. Yeah, I think you make a great point too in terms of, for me, right? People say, you know, I, I focus a lot on nutrition, especially now going back to school and getting the certification. Um, it's really 
what I share with people, it's not from a place of shaming people or blaming them. It's from a place of, please learn from my, I made every mistake on the book because I was disconnected. I was dormant. I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't asking questions. I was, I wasn't living for the right things and I wasn't focused on the right things. And even though we have been able to recover our son, he's doing brilliantly. He's a happy, functional little boy and he's wonderful. Many others didn't turn out that way, right? Some of them will be debilitated and for the rest of their lives, they will never have a happy relationship. They will never have a job that they can go to because they can barely go out of the door and endure all the sensory you know, uh, input on them. They can go to a grocery shop, a store. They can go to a movie. They can't do these things. And this is the reality for thousands of people out there, right? So they're not going to have this abundant you know, great life. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is, this comes from a place of love and awareness. It's not to shame anybody, yeah. you know, it's just, please just do your research, ask questions and learn. And if you still, at the end of the day, you look at all this data that we're trying to share with people, you look at the ingredients, you still think the health is at the end of the needle. I will fight for your rights just as a mm-hmm. fight for mine. You know, we're going to be right there as Americans and say, Brother, sister, good luck to you. I wish you health and I wish mm-hmm. you great things, but please don't take my right away. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And we have to look at the, the motivation behind this conversation. The reality is we are divided, but we're not alone. There are so many of us that are aware and awake to this issue. And unfortunately, the majority of us did not have the experience that Joanne had where she's been protecting her kids from this since day one. Most of us have come to this realization through the heartbreak of seeing a vaccine negatively affect our child. And let me tell you something, there is no expert in the world like a mother who is truly engaged (laughs) with her child. I looked at my children. I watched their bodies suffer after a vaccine, Mm -hmm. a vaccine for an illness that's easily preventable through natural health and hygiene and nourishment and so many other things. I mean, we are not fighting an insane plague that's trying to take our lives. Yeah. These, these illnesses are everyday illnesses. They're not something to be afraid of. Can, can we just give some resources real quick? Um, I had yeah. read this book and I don't have the book in front of me. I loaned it to a friend, um, but it was, it's called Raising a Vaccine-Free Child. Mm-hmm. And it's written by a woman from New Zealand. And it's, it's really, um, it was comforting to me because it was like, if your child gets this disease, this is what you do. If the child gets mumps, gets measles, this is what you do in a natural approach. So there are resources out there. And so we had some recommendations for um, some of our listeners. If you're curious and you want to continue your own education, your own journey, you can go to the CDC's website. Um, we also are fans of Dell Big Tree, mm-hmm. yeah. D E L Big Tree, <laughs> on the High Wire. His his show is called The High Wire, and he's on YouTube, and he has YouTube. a podcast. Yeah, every Thursday, 
morning, I think it's 11 uh, EST, so our time here on the East Coast. Yeah. And he was the uh, he was the producer for the doctor's program, so he yeah. was very he was very very much ingrained in um, the medical complex, and just through his access to doctors and putting that program together, began to ask questions that led him Dell led Dell to produce a movie called Vaxxed that if you are pregnant if you are curious um, that movie is brilliant yeah. because it shows firsthand accounts of parents who witnessed their children's health diminish significantly immediately following a vaccine you know there are some some questions about whether something is by, caused by a vaccine. If you take a child in for a well child or a well baby checkup and the doctor announces that they're in perfect health and within 24 to 48 hours, your child is no longer speaking or walking or is having seizures, has a fever of 104 degrees, you naturally start to tie it back to what's happened since I had a perfectly healthy child. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so those, those personal interviews are in that movie and, you know, there's a talk about a CDC whistleblower who came out and said that studies were falsified to say that there's not a link between injury and vaccines, you know, so again, the focus of this is being curious and educating yourself and this information is readily available to anyone at any time. Uh, right now, there is some censorship going on. A lot of companies are pulling this kind of stuff. But the thing is, it is out there. You can find mm -hmm. it. Um, and yep. if you can't find it, reach out to us. We'll help you find it because exactly. we really want to support people that are wanting to get this education so that you can make your own choice, right? Yes. Um, and the thing is, is that, you know, um, Amazon and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Netflix, if they want to start censoring things, which they are, that is, you know what? You can't stop the people from talking. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. guys. But no. you know what? The awareness has risen. And we're not going to stop talking and we don't need your channels to do it. We can find yeah. other ways. It's kind of yeah. like what my husband says, you know, Martin Luther King created a whole movement without the internet or Twitter or texting or, you know, TV at the time. Yes. But you know, he pulled it off. So that's a testament of how when people come together and mm -hmm. our, our liberties are being attacked, then yes, yes we're going to find a way. Yeah. And another person to look at for um, just inspirational um, action and so much knowledge around this issue and so many issues is Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He's, he, he is a, he fights for our rights across all kinds of platforms. He's been, in, he's been instrumental in some battles against Monsanto here lately and water purity. And so it's not just vaccines, but he is a very strong <laughs> warrior mm -hmm. <laughs> against big pharma. Could I make one more suggestion too from a medical standpoint? I think it's very important to include that too on the uh, you know, reading list. Dissolving Illusions by Dr. Humphreys. It's a great book by a medical doctor. She's a nephrologist that kind of deviated into researching vaccines because she started seeing what was doing to her adult patients after receiving flu shots. Um, a I'm great sorry, 
what was the name? Dissolved? Dissolving Illusions. And it's Dissolving actually, illusions. yeah, it's okay. still on Amazon. So look at that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, is, it is still on yeah. Amazon. It's I was still just... on Amazon. Yeah. I, I have this book on print. I've just, you know, loaned it out to a friend uh, who's reading it. And it all talks about not only the medical aspect, but also the historical uh, aspect, which is really important. When you look at the graphs that, you know, she research from governmental databases and it shows you know certain vaccines introduced to the market 10 years after the decline in disease because of sanitation laws and even uh work exactly. yeah yeah even labor laws people having to wash their hands before going back to dealing with whatever so it's really eye-opening to see wow why are we attributing such success for health to just vaccines alone when the numbers are not jiving here. So <laughs> I think it's a great resource and she's a doctor. So great. Thank you. I'll, I'm going to check that one out too. Yeah. It's awesome. I, she, I've seen her in several interviews. There's a few resources and we would love for any of our listeners that have a resource that they feel strongly about. We would love for you to share it with us. And please, if you are listening to this podcast and you have a different opinion than us, I'm, we're not afraid of that. We're not afraid of you disagreeing with us. We would really love to see what makes you see the, the world and this whole issue differently. Let me tell you, I could sleep better at night if I were wrong yeah. about this. Really? I agree with that. Well, that's not going to happen. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, Samara... Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is one of my favorite podcasts so far. And it was so lovely to have a guest today. Anything that you'd like to say to kind of summarize anything that you'd like to share with, uh, with us or the listeners? Yes, I do. I think my main thing to anybody that's curious about this topic, whether you are eminent parent, you know, or auntie or godmother or grandma, there's a lot of grandparents, you know, really waking up to this uh, issue is please trust your gut feeling. If you're ever, you know, in a doctor's office or just, you know, talking to somebody, looking into a medical procedure or a medication or anything, trust your gut feeling. If something doesn't ring right, pause, take pause, turn off the noise mm -hmm. and look into it and ask questions. And if you're, if you're not happy with the answers, keep asking and asking. Doctors work for us, not the other way around. Repeat to yourself, we are, you, I'm hiring you to provide me a service. Yes, you come in with your expertise and I respect that and that's awesome. But please, we need to work together, right? And I'm going to have some questions and it, you took an oath and you, you have a responsibility to address them. That's one. And a second one is we need to get back to a place where we take accountability and responsibility for our health. We can't, and I'm not sure that we were ever able to afford blindly trusting medical professionals, but we are at a point that we, we just can't, you know, you typically go to a medical visit and it's like a conveyor belt, you know, you better brace yourself and grab the doctor and ask your questions as fast as you can, because you know, they're gone. They have hundreds of people just see in any given day. Trust, yourself as well. You have the right to be an active participant in any discussion about your health or the health of your children, whether it's a simple whatever, procedural medication, whatever, or anything big, right? So trust your instincts, be accountable and active participant, and really do your research. There is lots of information. You can go to acip.gov, which is, you know, 
uh, the branch of the CDC that uh, advisory committee on immunization practices. And you can listen to their hearings and how they decide on these things. And it's just like, oh yeah, you know, it's so matter of fact that you're like, you're just astonished to see stuff like this. Go to VAERS, pull up the data, how many people have died from measles in the 15 years and how many people have been affected by the measles vaccine. That's VAERS, V-A-E-R-S.com, right? Uh, V-A-E-R-S.gov. This is all governmental. Yeah, all .gov. So that's another one. Excipient list, look at the ingredients and decide Mm -hmm. if this is a good thing to inject in your body. That's the CDC. That's the CDC. CDC. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you can also access it through the FDA website just Mm -hmm. as easily. And look at the inserts. Take the time. We're not, we don't have to, I wish I could tell you some magical bulletproof way to just get informed. And I know that we all work. We raise our children. We fight traffic. And wow, at the end of the day, you want me to sit here at one o'clock in the morning, 11 p.m. and look at this? The answer is yes. (laughs) You have to. (laughs) I'm sorry. There's no way around it. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's right. That's right. Educate yourself. Anything you'd like to share, Melanie, to summarize? What I would like to say is that I believe that right now, this is the single biggest issue that we all face. And I understand that it's uncomfortable to talk about it when you are around people who don't believe what you believe. Um, it's easy to just be quiet but we have to talk about the things that matter, no matter how uncomfortable it makes you or how you do not have to be an expert to make a decision for yourself. You just have to do a little bit of research, ask yourself some questions and be curious. But all of us have to make some kind of a stand in this fight. And as I've said before, If you believe, like Samara said, that vaccines are the best choice for you and your children, I will stand up for your right to make that choice. What is going on right now in our country is the discussion about removing my right after 15 years of deciding what is right for my children and myself and and proving myself to be responsible, okay? (laughs) You know, I'm not a mother who cannot be trusted with her children. Right. So my my request is that those of us who, those of you who don't believe the same as us still be committed to stand up for us and our choices because we're the ones who are with these children all the time and we know if something is safe for them or not. So no matter what side of this issue you come down on, be educated, know why you believe it for yourself, not because you were told what to believe mm-hmm. and then, and then stand up for the rest of us. I'll stand up for you. You stand up for me. Likewise. I like that. All right. I think we've nailed it all ladies today. And uh, I just really appreciate everyone taking the time to listen to such an important yet controversial conversation right now. But here we are amplifying the conversation that matters to us. And this has been a conversation that Melanie and I have been having for the last at least two or three weeks, pretty much nonstop. So here we are (laughs) sharing it with you. And I thank you for listening. And it is all good in the sisterhood. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.